0: Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. Things may sound a little different. I'm in a different environment, at least for this episode Um, But it works, you know, nonetheless. We're going to continue going through the Gospel of Matthew. We're in chapter 21 right now, and what I want to do today is read this account of what occurs here and hopefully read uh, the parallel accounts that we have in Mark and in Luke. And I'm not going to comment a whole lot. I just want you to hear the account, and then maybe in the next episode I'll comment a little more, because there's some things right here that are curious, some things that are interesting, some things that people want to argue and debate the scripture with you about, that kind of stuff. (laughs) So here's Matthew chapter 21. Now listen to this carefully. We're beginning with verse 18 and 19. It says this, now in the morning when he was returning to the city, Jesus had gone and spent the night in Bethany, by the way, he became hungry. So he gets up, he's coming back into Jerusalem and he's hungry. Verse 19, seeing a lone fig tree by the road, he came to it and found nothing on it except leaves only and he said to it no longer shall there ever be any fruit from you and at once the fig tree withered now in matthew i'm reading from one of these uh, harmony of the gospel type portions of the bible to where it puts the gospel side by side when they're sharing the same account so i just read verse 18 and 19 of chapter 21 but then the harmony jumps back to verse 12 of the 21st chapter of Matthew. And verse 12 says this, And Jesus entered the temple and drove out all those who were buying and selling in the temple and overturned the tables of the money changers and the seat of those who were selling doves. And he said to them, It is written, My house shall be called a house of prayer, but you are making it a robber's den. So why is it that in this harmony of the Bible right here that they put verse 12 and 13 after verse 18 and 19 of Matthew 21? Well, let's go over to Mark and Luke and see, and I can tell you right now, a lot of times the gospel writers would give accounts of things, but they weren't necessarily concerned about it being in correct chronological order. We, we talk the same way. We'll say, oh yeah, this happened to me, and we'll say, oh yeah, by the way, this other thing involved with that, and we'll back up to something earlier in the account, right? It's that same type of thing. Listen to what Mark has to say about this in the 11th chapter, beginning with verse 12. On the next day, when they had left Bethany, he became hungry. Seeing at a distance a fig tree in leaf, he went to see if perhaps he would find anything on it. In other words, if perhaps, (coughs) excuse me, there might be some fruit on it. And when Jesus came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. Jesus said to it, May no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples were listening. Then they came to Jerusalem, and he entered the temple and began to drive out those who were buying and selling in the temple and overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who were selling doves. And he would not permit anyone to carry merchandise through the temple. And he began to teach and to say to them, is it not written, My house shall be called a house of prayer for all the nations? But you have made it a robber's den. The chief priest and the scribes heard this and began seeking how to destroy him. For they were afraid of him, for the whole crowd was astonished at his teaching. But we see there in Mark that it's got a little different kind of order of things than what we saw in Matthew. Well, let's go over to Luke. And we know that with Luke, at the very beginning, when Luke writes the letter, he's writing to most excellent Theophilus, that he tells him that he's going to write things out in consecutive order. Luke makes a point in Luke and in the Acts. He wrote the Acts of the Apostle, the Acts of the Holy Spirit, that things were written chronologically. So we give close heed to what Luke writes about this. So Luke chapter 19, verse 45. Jesus entered the temple and began to drive out those who were selling, saying to them, It is written, And my house shall be a house of prayer, but you have made it a robber's den. And he was teaching daily in the temple. But the chief priests and the scribes and the leading men among the people were trying to destroy him. And they could not find anything that they might do for all the people were hanging on to every word he said. So here's what I want to do. Uh, I just want to point out a couple things right here. We'll come back tomorrow and spend a little more time thinking about this. But do you see what's going on? Jesus is coming from spending the night in Bethany, he's coming to Jerusalem. He has an encounter with a fig tree. So that's one element I want us to be reminded of. The fig tree didn't have fruit on it, but it it was out of season. So it shouldn't have had fruit. But Jesus thought, well, perhaps it will. That It'll have some leftover fruit. But there was no fruit on it. And then Jesus says, no longer will there be any fruit from you from now on. Matthew says that it withered uh, instantly. The other Gospels describe it. I don't think we saw it right here, but later on we'll see. When they leave the next day that they find it to be withered. So it did what Matthew said. It withered then. The next day when they go past, it's totally dried up, right? Well, the question comes along, why did Jesus do that? Well, we'll talk about that maybe tomorrow. He gets in, and he, he overturns the tables. He goes through, and he drives out those who are buying and selling in the temple. He overturns the table of the money changers, those that were exchanging money for animals that they could sacrifice, people that were bringing their goods and merchandise in to trade, and and it was was a a bazaar, a market, okay? And he declares in all these gospels, is it not written, as it was prophesied and it was written, that my house shall be called a house of prayer, but you have made it a robber's den. And he's letting them know that this right here is the very fulfillment of what the prophet had said. Okay? It had been prophesied that y'all would do this. Isaiah spoke of this. It's over in Isaiah uh, 56. And then Jeremiah spoke of it. You made it a robber's den. in Jeremiah 7. So how do you think the religionists responded to this? <laughs> Isn't it great We you don't have to think? He tells us the chief priests, the scribes, okay, those are the big guys. They hated this. And they began to seek ways to destroy him. Why? We're told point blank why. They were afraid of him. They were afraid of him. Why were they afraid of him? Because the crowd was astonished at his teaching. Because what it said over in Luke, that the people were hanging on to every word he said. Think about that hanging on to every word he said. That's the reason I think it is so, so, so important to know and to speak forth the word of the Lord. You don't want my word. You don't want the word of somebody else. You want the word of the Lord. And the word of the Lord brings forth a power, brings forth power, which will draw people's attention, and they'll hang on to the word of the Lord. Sure, there are men that will tell great stories and tell jokes and be very entertaining, et cetera, et cetera, that will have a style to teach and preach that will draw people to themselves. But here, they were hanging on to every word of the Son of God and the Most High God. So he's teaching daily. Notice that. He's teaching daily in the temple, not once a week, not for 30 minutes over here or 45 minutes, minutes over there. He's teaching daily. The chief the scribes, and the leading men among the people. So the religionists and the leading men among the people, the political people, were working hand in glove to destroy him. Tell you what, tomorrow we'll think a little more about what's going on here. And what is the deal with that fig tree? Are there pictures right here being presented? Uh, I'm not going to be able to give you a definitive answer. There's all sorts of debates as to what it might mean. But we can think about it, right? Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time, and I'll see you then.